Welcome to the Creepy Campfire Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Markham. And your host, Jordan Hearn. Welcome to another episode. So, Jordan, this one should be pretty fun. What you got? One of my favorite ones. You're hosting this time. I am hosting this time. Okay. So, for the listeners that were with us last time, we briefly touched on it, but how the series is going to go is... Basically, we're going to just trade off hosting episodes every other every every other show. Switch it up. Yeah, because uh, we have a little bit different interests, but we like everything as a whole. But I gravitate more to some things, and you gravitate more to different things. So that way, we can give you a little bit of variety. And we both like to question each other. Yeah, not in like a <laughs> negative keep, way though, keep. and just like a just just open conversation. That's what makes this podcast length unworthy yeah and like that's why we're doing this more than anything like just trying to talk about some weird stuff and be open-minded about it definitely and try to approach everything from that way now that that's been touched on now that that's been touched on one thing from the last episode that i noticed while editing the last episode is i say like a lot and I did not realize how much I really? said. I do. Go back and listen. It's pretty rough. I didn't realize. I feel like I, didn't realize. I should be in like a blonde teenager in 90210 or something. Just picture perfect millennial. Oh, man. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad. No, like like early 90s. Yeah, okay. okay. Teen. It's, yeah, it's, it's not bad. such a big thing anymore, I guess. So yeah. the war against like from here on. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, call, I'll, try to, I'll try to catch you on it. Thank you. So... Today's episode is going to be The Curse of Tutankhamun, also referred to as the Pharaoh's Curse. King King Tut? King Tut. Tutankhamun? That the Tutankhamun? King Tut. The King Tut. Yeah. Which actually, we'll talk about, because he wasn't always considered the King Tut. And what oh. maybe in this curse is pretty much what has made him culturally the King Tut, like the pharaoh that everyone thinks about, and the reason no one knows any other pharaoh's name. Kind of built upon his lore. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So, do you know anything at all about this? The extent of my knowledge as far as King Tut goes is a video game called Sphinx that I played on Xbox over a decade ago. Sphinx? What? I, I would ask what that is, but then I don't want to copyright nothing. We're just going to King no, it's 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 fun. You just go you go back and forth as like a playable Sphinx and a playable actual King Tut. You can be oh. him in his mummy form. That's what's up. And you play you do a lot of stupid mummy shit. So, but Cause, it's because who cool. wouldn't want to do that? Exactly. Right. I don't know if that touched on the curse at all, though. Like I said, it's been a long time. So. Well, the curse is is after his remains were found. Okay. Right. Let let me just dig into what what the curse is, and then I'll kind of kind of give the little bit of backstory to everything. Okay. Um, but it's essentially it's the Pharaoh's curse, mm-hmm. which is kind of broadly casted over any remains dug up of a pharaoh. I was gonna say I don't think the King Tut is is the first uh, first occurrence that I've actually heard of that. Right. Well, it's just generally stated that if any any remains are disturbed in any way, mm-hmm. something bad's going to happen to you. There's usually at least some kind of legend or 
tale. Whether it be happening. grave robbing or the pyramids, the, again, there's been some stuff around that. Right. All comes down to grave robbing usually, but mm-hmm. in one shape or another. But King Tut is the one that's been most publicized, most talked about. It's everywhere. I'm surprised I've not read into it then. Yeah. That's on me. Right. So what I was saying earlier about King Tut, like how he became the King Tut. Okay. Before we get into all the heebie-jeebies that came. came His later. rise to yeah. power. So let me actually look up his dad's name. His Faja. Okay. So King Tut's dad, also referred to as Akhenaten, hmm. the pharaoh before him. Um, he, was, he was an interesting pharaoh. Um, was not liked very much. Was viewed as kind of a traitor to the whole culture. Uh, yeah. Yeah, big deal. He tried to shift their belief system from polytheistic to monotheistic. Okay. And we all know about all the different cool Egyptian gods, you know, yeah. Ra and so on and so forth. Try to get it under one roof? Yeah. So he tried to bring him in to a singular god, which I would like to look up more about because I was just, just curious of, like, was it influenced from... Actually, it was, it was way too far back to be influenced from any of the monotheistic religions we have now formed it, on it yeah it'd be probably something to do it's probably something like like raw and you just focused on raw or something like that yeah could totally i'm just, just a shot in the dark time. but just a guess yeah there were quite a few yeah so this pissed a lot of people off because when you have a belief that you've had for thousands of years mm-hmm. shared by a, a collective right that's a very successful society people like to keep it that way usually Right, so when changes bad, yeah. So when he died, they tried to like strip him completely from the record. So Black anything wisdom. that had his name inscribed on it, obviously we found out eventually. So somebody had to be slacking on their job. Mm-hmm. But any place that his name would be inscribed, they would try to chisel it out to try to erase him from the record books. Okay. So he was not liked. So when his son came around, all and of course we all know he was ten years old when he took the throne boy king super young mm-hmm. um, obviously a lot of his decisions probably weren't his they probably came through advisors and Under the his such. father's tutelage and actually no he went completely against his dad oh really yeah actually they they probably liked him quite a bit he tried to bring everything back he essentially spent his whole pharaoh ship I don't know his term of his term of power. Yeah, his time. Yeah, I feel like there's got to be a term for that. Though, like for pharaohs. But anyway, he spent his Let's whole his whole ruling time, uh, pretty much trying to undo everything his dad did. Okay. Because um, during, I mean, after his dad's rules over, everything was kind of in shambles. Make up for his mistakes. Right. So he just tried to pick up the pieces mm-hmm. and was putting everything back together. Uh, yeah. So people probably liked that a lot. However, he didn't receive the large tomb burial monument that we typically see. Um, but of course he was mummified. Right, of course he was mummified um, in a lavish chamber full of all kinds of gold that would just make most people drool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the background. Also, just real quick, because I always pictured him being like this cool like man about town kind of guy. Apparently he was kind of... Uh, ugly dude not by his choice likely through some inbreeding because of not by his choice yeah. <laughs> but, uh, well i mean if he chose to be ugly you know uh, you know i mean I, it wasn't beauty uh, is in the eye of the beholder. it wasn't it wasn't on him it was on 
people before him. Yeah, I think essentially his dad and his dad's sister, like his his aunt was his mom, I think. Well, I mean, it's not like that was uncommon in, in lines of royalty. Exactly, yeah. Back and in the the, day. like all across Europe, this happened. The years, so. Yeah. So when he was born, he had a cleft palate. Okay. And a clubbed foot. Oh. So that sucked. I think I knew about the cleft palate. I didn't know he had a clubbed foot. Yeah. Interesting. So he got the short end of the stick. A little self conscious. This is also why he probably died, is because of possible inbreeding, which led to him being sick pretty frequently his death is considered kind of a mystery we don't know the exact reason like he there's not like, like eating alive super by blunt trauma to the head or anything i think he just everyone kind of thinks he just kind of died of sickness of some sort mm-hmm. possibly i think possibly malaria i think he had multiple strands of malaria when they did a dna test on him yeah so i'm sure that did not help like a compromised immune system right gotcha so he ruled for nine years. That's it? That's it. Surprised. You know? He's a... The, the good die young. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, with his, his That's popularity. That's pretty baller. Like, could you imagine being a king at nine? From or, 10 I'm sorry, to 10, 10 to... What, 19? Yeah. I feel like you wouldn't be a very good king. And that'd be baller, though. I mean, things you, were different back then. You'd either be then, amazing but... or terrible. I'm sure there's some gray areas. You're, you're definitely <laughs> riding some coattails of, of like advice. Oh yeah, you got a lot of you got a lot of advisors. I'm sure. A oh yeah, but I can't imagine being a teenage king, especially in that time when things were just uh, there was no holds barred, no rules. Well, I mean rules, but well, like you were the one making the rules. You were the, well, yeah, technically. But 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 he did have a precedent to follow because at least he did have some childhood seeing how his father ruled, even though he might not have agreed with the way he at least knew the process knew at least a little bit of what he didn't want to do right yeah. and saw how the people felt about it so that's childhood in a nutshell right, right? just feeling emotions <laughs> man just feeling people's emotions yeah so he dies gets buried his dad is like stricken from the record books how old is he um, when he died 19 i believe he was 19 yeah okay so he died during his reign he was he, there was like no time where he was after, I mean, after 10, he, there was no time after that. Like, he was alive without power. He just... Nope. Just... I, um, like, with with the throne. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yep. It wasn't like they were like, oh, you're pretty young. We're just going to set you on the sidelines to yeah. become a... No. no he was somebody else in here. Yeah. Fix some stuff up. Maybe somebody a little bit older. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, he passed, gets buried, and even though he did a lot to reverse what his dad had done... It seems like they, he had got a similar treatment. Um, from what I understand, they didn't know of a Tutankhamun. Um, but... Are you saying he had like a similar ritual um, burial? No. What I mean is they tried. They strict, struck him from the record a little bit, like they oh. did his dad. But I think that the archaeologi- archaeologists at least didn't know of his existence. Mm-hmm. Uh, they weren't out searching, I don't believe, just for King Tut. They were still just trying to find more tombs. Yeah. Uh, but they had... Because, see, they, they, there's a, a place called the Valley of the Kings. Okay. Which is, like, the most... I did like again. There it was. <laughs> then I didn't catch it either. Yeah, it's okay. Self-critical. Right. So there is a, a place called the Valley of the Kings. Is this in Egypt? It is in Egypt. Okay. Uh, and it is where they have found a large cluster of burial chambers 
and remains of pharaohs. Mm-hmm. This is also where King Tut's tomb was found. Okay. Unfortunately, a archaeologist had dug the place to what he had thought dry, cleared out what he thought was the Valley of the Kings, and there was nothing left. So, along we have our next next character in the story, Herbert. No, no. What was his name? I looked him up earlier. George. Howard. How- no, George. George Herbert. George Herbert. So now we have our next character in the story, <laughs> George Herbert. Also, his official title was the fifth Earl of Carnarvon. I am 100% positive I pronounced that wrong, so sorry if we have any British listeners. I will call him George Herbert from here on out, so I don't keep messing that up. No more Carnarvon? No. I'm gonna call I, I feel like that's too. probably the right one. Carnarvon? Yeah. Who, who could say? It's okay. We got it out there. So. Through context, they'll understand. Right. So, old Georgie was down in Egypt. He was down in Egypt oh, because Georgie. he was he was uh, fairly ill at the time. And from what I've under, understood from research, whenever anyone got sick in England, they pretty much were like, go someplace dry. The humidity and dampness of England is contributing to your sickness so you need to kick the bricks and go on some vacation somewhere they just outcast you to the desert well they didn't just like load you up in a train and threw you off at the first dry place yeah. they were like you should probably get out of town but you, you know. did get on a boat and then you end up on the beach and then you're like meh yeah not so bad <laughs> uh-huh. okay so uh, a typical landing spot if you got that medical call was Egypt they told them to pound sand no. <laughs> literally no Anyways. So he ends up in Egypt, <laughs> and He's he in gets an interest in Egyptology, which is just kind of birthing at this point, and, and it's it's archaeology, but it's very rough and rudimentary archaeology. They're not as tender and careful with artifacts as we are now. Yeah, uh, but I mean, to be fair, they didn't have the the methods that we use and the technology that we use now. They're like, hey, pyramid, dig. But there's some, Check there's definitely some rough treatment they used, and they honestly probably shouldn't have been doing anything, considering they were in a foreign land digging up foreign remains. When is that stopped? When has that stopped any, any foreign power? Well, you at least gotta get permission from the government before you start digging in another country. Usually, yeah. When that, usually, yeah. When when the when they started having oversight far enough to be able to tell when they're when you're in their country and you're not supposed to be or you know wherever their land right so he he contacts this archaeologist that had what he thought exhausted the valley of the kings mm-hmm. and it was like hey he's like i'm really interested in this he's like but i want like he's like this has been your territory just was like is it cool if i i take over he's like i hear you're stepping down he's like oh is it, is it cool if i'm like the next one in he's like yeah cool man go for it it's like you're not finding anything him and the other archaeologists actually had some conversation yeah okay yeah i'm assuming while he was in the area Uh so he he takes over and he's like all right i'm gonna find this but he's just a rich guy from england he's got to find someone that actually quote unquote knows what they're doing yeah 
So then he runs across a gentleman named Howard Carter. Howard Carter? Howard Carter. Who's he? He is the archaeologist that takes on this endeavor. And he speaks with Carter, and he's like, hey, I'll back you financially if you is can this, do this. Is this to go back through the Valley of the Kings, quote-unquote? Not like he's backtracking through every tomb, yeah. necessarily. Because they've pretty what hasn't been found by archaeologists of the tombs that have been open have been found by grave robbers, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Even before the English started digging up, from what I understand, grave robbing was terrible. Always been a thing. Terrible, mm-hmm. yeah. So he finds Carter, gets along with Carter pretty well, and he's like, hey, I want you to take on this project for me. And he's like, I'll, I'll back you financially. He's like, because I can't always be here. I'm only in England for certain months out of the year for my illness. And I'm sick. And I have a very high prestigious position mm-hmm. in England that needs to be tended to. Yeah. So he backs Carter. So Carter gets gets rolling. And here's the saddest, most unfortunate part. Eh, there's some deaths, so maybe not the saddest. It's up there, though. Here's a real bummer of the thing. So Carter, Carter's digging, right? It takes them, I believe, eight years to find King Tut's tomb. Dang. But when they finally find it... Hey guys, just Ryan jumping in real quick. For some reason the audio cut off here, but what I was trying to say was they found the steps to King Tut's tomb only two meters away from where the last guy had stopped his dig. Really? Yeah. Could you imagine finding that out? Like, you're, you're retired at this point. You're just chilling off of all of your accolades and achievements and you open up the paper and you see Howard Carter finds King Tutankhamun's tomb so two meters away for your, uh, what's his name George George was the George is the lord that George is the lord yeah who was the prior archaeologist that's okay so that guy is out of the game somebody else comes up steals the spoils two Probably meters away necessarily steal the spoils he gave them permission, yeah, and was like, "Yeah, bro, it's empty, but you can you can try." Because mm-hmm. from what research he had done, he believed that basically everything that was going to be there, he found it. Yeah, but Carter tried to go through some at least more more archaeological methods that we use today, as far as mapping out the valley, and mm-hmm. he figured there was at least one more tomb there. Okay, and that's why he was in for it. And then I believe they had seen other rec- records referencing Tutankhamun, mm-hmm. so that's why he was all in for it. So, other bum- hieroglyphs, right? Hieroglyphs, hieroglyphs, yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, bummer aside, we we rewind a little bit. So they start this venture, and they're digging, 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 and they're they're eight years deep. He gets communication. He gets word. He gets word. He gets word. Word from Herbert that. He's not backing him anymore. He's like, Luke, we've carried this on. It's eight years. You've not found squat. And he's like... Oh, so is this like right before he found King Right Kings? before. Okay. So he's like, yeah, this... He's like, sorry, but this has been fun, but I gotta cut you off. Sorry, not sorry. So he like immediately... Actually, I believe it was a telegram because he read this in Egypt. Immediately booked it to England to talk with him face-to-face, okay. which I respect. Like, no, I'm gonna have a face-to-face conversation to you. Yeah. Like a man. Yeah. Props. 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 So he goes there and talks <laughs> to him. He's like, no. He's like, I, we're so close. We're right here. He's like, just please, just a little bit longer. So he's like, okay, I will fund you for one more season 
of of like this one more dig. dig. Right. Yeah. He's like, so, but that's it. Like, that's all you get. We're cutting you off after this. And he's like, that's fine. I understand. Thanks for the opportunity. Goes back, gets to digging, and then one of the one of the workers comes across a step. And they're like, is this it? What is this? A step? A step. Like, a step downward, like a flight of stairs, but it's the top step. Okay. And they keep going, keep going, and then they come across the doorway, and above it is the Pharaoh's inscription for Tutankhamun. Huh. So they made it. Last season was about to get cut off. Dream Team. And it's... Pulled it off. Yeah. And then Howard finds out. He's all ecstatic. He's like, well, fill it in right now. He's like, I got to go tell Herbert. Yeah. So he heads up there, tells Herbert. He's like, hey, man, you got to get down here. I'm sorry. He doesn't head up there. He notifies him. He's like, we found it. Mm-hmm. He sends word. Sends word. <laughs> uh, at first, when I heard that, I was like, why did they fill it back in? But then it hit me, the grave robbing. Like, you want to discourage that as much as possible. You don't want anybody else to find what you just found. Yeah, and, like, I, I never thought about it. Because I, I, I just assume everyone respects this kind of stuff, especially the peoples of that country, which, nah. in all fairness, for all I know, they could be trying to steal it so the white man doesn't get it. And that's kind of fair. Oh, uh, well, you know, any variable, any right. number of reasons. But I just assume everyone respects these relics and they want them to be studied and and analyzed and and handled safely you would hope i would hope yeah so that really clicked when i realized that's why they filled the hole back in mm-hmm. so he sends word the lord comes down brings his daughter with him they want to go check this out they dig the hole back up go inside and at first there's just this empty chamber and they go through and they think behind this wall they may have the sarcophagus, the gold, burial chamber, all of it. Like chip away, chisel a little hole through there. Peek in, they can't see anything. Cause of course, it's pitch black. Mm-hmm. So there's no clap on light. Right. So Herbert's like, Carter, Carter, peek in there. So he lights a candle, holds it up, and he just is in awe for a moment. Everyone's waiting around him, and they're like. Well, what, what's the deal? Do you see anything? Is there anything in there? He's like, oh, yes. Much is in here. And then they chisel away, full of gold, full of everything. It's untouched. It's it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Took them, I think, three months just to catalog everything they found in the first chamber. Wow. Yeah. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Which, do you know how gold and the ancient Egyptians and- felt about death? Uh, not specifically. So, the ancient Egyptians, they they did not inscribe in the, the position of when you're dead, you can't take it with you. They put everything in there because they wanted the pharaoh to be as equipped as possible on their journey oh, the, to the, the afterlife. Whatever from this mortal coil. There's lots of other rituals. Like, I know, I know any pets of the pharaoh would also be mummified. Mm-hmm. Things like that. Just kind of messed up. You get you get mummified by proxy of your, uh, right? your owner. Be careful who you're hanging with. Yeah, poor kitties, sphinxes. So they find this chamber, but no sarcophagus. Oh, really? Yeah. So they're like, oh, it's not uncommon for there to be multiple rooms. That's actually usually how it went. Usually, there was actually multiple entrances, and there actually was one other entrance they found, which was totally cleared out. They don't know if grave robbers got to it beforehand, but either way, they didn't find the other chamber so like another end to yeah there was another entrance 
to get into the tomb. And that, that they one, didn't find. Yeah, right. And that one was just totally cleared out. Mm. So they and they usually design these pyramids with grave robbing in mind. Um, sometimes there were false chambers, um, there were dead end caverns, and things just like have to that. throw people potential right. grave robbers off. Yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't too detrimental. I mean, they found the money maker with this other chamber. So it was likely there were there were more. So they kept searching. You know, they were cataloging things as they went. Still no sarcophagus. And then just looting as they go. Right. And then they find two statues of jackals I don't want to say the god Anubis which is the Egyptian god that Anubis yes mm-hmm. that led you to the afterlife through the afterlife yeah because uh, like, I'm not sure if it's exact they were exactly statue of, Anub- of Anubis but they were two black jackals okay which usually marked the Pharaoh's chamber Gotcha. But they were like really nestled like in the back of a room with a bunch of stuff in front of them, like like how you would treat your garage. Yeah. And nothing important. It's just some skis in the back or something. A couple like of Egyptian that. hoarders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But they're like maybe there's something to this because they're facing each other, in about a doorway's distance apart. Mm-hmm. So they bust through. Jackals are like hold. the dog-looking ones, right? Yeah, they're the okay. dog-looking ones. They're okay. Solid, all black. Gotcha. So they bust through. And lo and behold, they find it. They find the sarcophagus. The the big, elaborate... Yeah, huge, golden, amazing thing. Yeah. So they found it. So that is how they discovered King Tut. That's just history. Yeah. So there's the basic stuff, you know. And now we're going to get into a little bit of the weird stuff. That's what I've been waiting for. Yeah. Give it to me. So... There was a canary. Let me let me pull the notes. Pull the notes. And actually, you know what? Hold on. Before I get into the curse effects, the superstitious, paranormally things that happen afterward, mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to talk about the allegations against the curse. So, like, what? Common belief is no, no, belief, no, no. the thing, the things against the curse being real. Oh, okay. Because so the second guessing the doubters, right? Which is fine. Like everyone should should do their do their own homework into something. You shouldn't blindly believe anything you see. But a lot of these are weird, and I want to, I, I I think there's something to this, so I want to talk about the reasons against it first before I start getting excited and talking about everything that happened later on. So that way we can see, like, I do see both sides of the of the coin here. And I second guess most things. Mummies I've never wanted to really question. So well, yeah, things, things, things happen to do with those. I'm I, like, I don't know if it was the mummy movie that we say? grew up with. First R-rated movie I ever saw. Really? Is that, is that the R? That's R-rated? It's R-rated, yeah. The mummy. The, the end of the first movie, yeah. No. Yeah, I watched that super late at night. And that but was. I, I, oh wait, I had wait, nightmares wait. about scarabs. Which mummy are we talking about? The the one with Brendan uh, Fraser. Brendan Fraser. Okay, I swear I did not think that was R rated. Yeah. Huh. I watched that in school so many times. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I, they might say the f word. Like once. Uh, yeah, I don't know what I mean. Maybe just the the allusions to violence and. 
I guess. Maybe, I guess it was kind of graphic for that time, but I feel like there were slasher movies that were way worse. Oh, right? well, yeah. But, yeah, just a, just a fun fact. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Actually, guys, a better fun fact, because this was eating me up and I had to find out the truth. Turns out it was actually PG-13. Sorry, Jordan. Had to throw that in there. So, there are a few things against it, and I kind of want to lay those out first just to give everybody an idea. Mm-hmm. What so, do the doubters have to say? Supposedly, it depends on what sources you read into. There were 44 people that entered the tomb when when, the, when they opened it. Okay. And uh, originally, obviously, I'm sure there's probably been tourism since then. Mm-hmm. But when they originally opened it, 44 workers, archaeologists, and people of the such entered the tomb. And there's very varying statistics on how many people died it goes between 9 to 22 of the initial 44 of the initial 44 so it kind of is basically how much do you want to play into the curse yeah on how many you believe what kind which is huge be about your well i mean depending on the day and age average lifespans of the time it wouldn't be it's not like super uncommon that 50 out of or you know 50 percent of a large group like that 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 is just unheard of. I'm talking probably like within 10 years. Okay, so that gets weirder. That, yeah, a little bit weirder. Yeah. So that's, like I said, so the statistic on how many people are linked to the curse varies a little bit, so that doesn't hold up very well. Okay. There is there's a, a rumor that Carter, the, the archaeologist, Egyptologist, mm-hmm. uh, leaked the curse idea to the press. To try to help the story, like gain fame, gain popularity, because that would only help him, you know, well, yeah, and his team. Yeah, because tourist site from that point on. Right, and it just kind of helps his finds, build his credentials, you know, so he can go out on further expeditions, that, makes that sense. kind of thing. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That However, to the day he died, Carter said this this curse was bogus. Was never in on it. At least at his word, he he just said it was crap, basically. So makes it you know whose word is whose at that point of did he leak the curse to the press for fame and just just deny it later just because obviously if he would found out then the curse isn't real things like that just double back on it and yeah so there is that speculation not confirmed Mm -hmm. purely speculation he he was adamant about being like there's no curse Hmm. look at the cool things i found yeah focus on that (laughs) right and then there's the other argument that there was a single newspaper that was promised pretty much the story to all of the findings. Okay. So there's also the argument that other newspapers at the time were just trying to do anything to report on it because they weren't technically allowed to have the story. So the idea is maybe they kind of drummed up everyone at least knew about the findings Mm -hmm. so they wanted to be speaking on it so they drummed up the curse so they could at least have prints in their own paper so their paper can be bought have their own thing going little national inquirer of the day right so there's that argument to it one thing that kind of hurts the credentials of it a little bit is the the author of sherlock holmes arthur doyle was huge about this like just nuts about it was like, yep, there's curse. There's totally a curse, and like spoke out on it. I didn't know this was during Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's time. Yes, it was. Okay. 
So, I mean, I personally think he was just chiming in on it. And when you consider he made one of the most logical literature uh, characters of all time, I feel like the man probably thinks in a logical manner. So I feel like that would only help the case. But most people felt like, oh, this guy's kind of cuckoo, you know. He, he's a fictional writer, and he's like, of course, he's all about the curse. Mm-hmm. So like his point of view is already being questioned by right the people who thought it was real. Right. So basically, the main thing is people think that it was drummed up just for publicity. Fake news. Fake news. And then there's also the final camp that thinks deaths occurred because of bacteria festering in the air in the tomb. Something that they might have picked up while they were there. Right. Gotcha. Now, I don't, I don't believe that one. Well, I, I do acknowledge that that's a thing. Totally a thing. But if that had been the issue, they would have all died relatively within I feel the same amount of time you would think right especially if it's exposure to the same whatever substance or element exactly worst case is well not worst case I guess best case is like they figure it out so then they do a treatment to make people live longer but they would still know or they would just die within a similar amount of time of similar causes kind of the same scenario yeah, same symptoms and whatnot. None of these are like that. They all died differently or had different things happen to them. Little Final Destination, Egypt yeah. style. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there was a few, few, not necessarily deaths, but strange things that happened. Uh, the first one that happened was there was a canary at Herbert's home. Not in England, but his residence at in in Egypt while okay. he was down there with the tomb. Where he was staying. Right. And this this bird, you know, it was kind of, everyone loved it. It was kind of like a symbol of hope at the time. Which, if you think about birds from, from back in that time, they were used in any kind of tunnel digging, mm-hmm. any kind of mining. Because, unfortunately, if there was any kind of gas that would kill the miners, it would kill the bird first. And everybody would be like, okay, let's hit the road. For a long time. That's right. Funny. But this bird wasn't there. It was back at the house having a nice cushy lifestyle. Being their mascot. Well, at the time, they the, the very day they opened the tomb, the Lord gets a call from from his house. And he's like, oh, there's a there's a cobra in, in the birdcage, and it has eaten the bird. How does it just a Tweety cobra? did not make it. What? Yeah. Which, you're in Egypt. There's cobras. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not super crazy of a thought. It's just really weird timing. It's yeah. also very weird because cobras are on the headdresses of the pharaohs. Mm-hmm. Because it's, you know, believed like the cobra can, you know, he'll spit Symbolic. in the eyes of anyone trying to harm the pharaoh. Gotcha. So it spit and it spit hard on this canary. So it's the first weird thing that happened. The second one we have to go into a death for, unfortunately. So, old George Herbert did not make it to seeing this thing through, unfortunately. He met the same end as his bird? Luckily not by a cobra. Not by cobra? Not by cobra. Not by cobra. By something much weaker. 
Like, I would be so mad if I got killed by this. Bad way to go. But mosquito bite. What? Yeah. Not strictly by the mosquito bite. He got a mosquito bite. I want to say had malaria. Uh, but he died because he was shaving, cut the wound open, and essentially had blood poisoning. Died of blood poisoning. Wow. Six months into the discovery. So six months, like, after, mm-hmm. post. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Second weird thing of three involving the death of George Herbert is confirmed from his staff and family members at his home in England that to the hour of his death, possibly to the minute of his death, mm-hmm. his beloved dog back in England also died. Perfectly healthy, while three-legged, little three-legged dog just run around the house, just howls and dies. Same night, Herbert dies. So everything, everything going for Herbert. They went with him. Dead. Just like the pharaohs. Just like the pharaohs. Yeah, the pets yeah. too. And then finally, the third weird thing out of out of all this is I don't believe it's on the same same exact mark on his face, but the mark that this mosquito bite was on. So it was on his cheek. Okay. Um, upon examination, King Tutankhamun also had a scar on his cheek. Same spot? Not the same exact spot. But it's still kind of weird. Mm. Peculiar. I mean, he, a peculiar. he's a pharaoh, so like you know he was babied. Oh, yeah. I mean, no disrespect to pharaohs, but like you, you get the best treatment. So no, it's not like... Get into a little scuffle. It's not like a carpenter is out, you know, gets a cut. From working hard, not that pharaohs didn't work hard, but well, they different to work for our different kind of work for sure. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the coincidence of them both having a, a mark on their cheek and him dying, you know, that's little, weird. A little weird. A little weird. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna drum that up to a uh, a positive positive match. That that's for sure reason of death. Right, but it's very strange. It is strange. That's, that, that's sure. all I'm saying. I'm just saying it's strange. You know, I, things can be coincidences. It's just how many coincidences before you're like, okay, there's a pattern here. They add up. Yeah. So that's all I'm doing. I'm just establishing a pattern. And supposedly, there was an, an inscription or a tablet that I'm just going to sum it up here. Essentially, read to to any who disturb this tomb, death will come swiftly upon earth. Death will come swiftly on wings. So, death didn't necessarily come swiftly, but it did come on wings with the mosquito. True. So, there's, like I said, there's a little debate on whether or not this actually existed. You can't go to the tomb and find it still on the wall or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But, of the workers, family of the the Egyptian workers that were there as part of the team like the excav- like that initial excavators right the, okay. that are they're local peoples mm-hmm. the obviously unfortunately they're already dead and gone but yeah. the family members of them all swear to this story about this tablet that Carter came to them with it said hey go break this destroy it get rid of it bury it hmm so it could have been there could not have been there but, like I said, of these five workers, the family of all five of them swear to this story. Oh, the tomb with that, or with the 
the slate with that inscription? Right. Oh. So, well, unfortunately, we'll never know, but supposedly this existed, which is pretty timely for for Herbert. Yeah. So that is un- that's the first death in this long, long strain of unfortunate events that happen. So there's more to come. There is more to come. There is. So that's Herbert himself. After his death, Herbert's brother, Aubrey Herbert, was the next to go. In the same family. In the same family. Supposedly, also, upon his arrival to the tomb, he said, This will, no good of, no good will come of this. The brother? To our family. Or George? The, the brother. Oh. Aubrey. So he had a bad feeling from the get. Bad feeling from the get. Shortly after visiting the tomb, he became blind, or at least partially blind. And unfortunately, in the 20s, one of the procedures to cure blindness was that they were going to pull all of the teeth from your head. What? Why? I, I don't know. What do your teeth have to do with your eyes? Uh, you, maybe the pain shocks them back up. I don't know. That's ridiculous. Yeah, so he unfortunately underwent this procedure. Pass backward medical procedures. Right. And died because of it. Well, yeah. <laughs> also of blood poisoning from the procedure. Again? Of blood yes. poisoning? This wow. is. I think this is the only repeat and only other blood poisoning case that I'm aware of. Still. Yeah. So, unfortunately, this poor guy, his brother dies. He starts going blind tries to do the medical thing of the time. Dude, that's rough. Know? That's like I was being like, oh, go get chemo. Don't be stupid. Go get chemo and fix your cancer. Yeah. Go get your teeth pulled. Get your sight back. And... <laughs> you want to see? <laughs> you got to get those molars out. Yeah. So, but it, it unfortunately didn't work out, and he died. Okay. So it's number two. This is victim number two. Racking him up. Now, this one, there's not too much information on this one, but I find it really intriguing. The Sir Archibald Douglas Reed, who's a radiologist, x-rayed King Tutankhamen. He felt like he was perfectly fine before everyone said, you know, he's doing fine. Mm -hmm. Next day became severely ill, died three days later. So three days after he x-rayed? Four. Four days after he x-rayed King Tut and he died? Yep. Sucks. Yeah. It's because of your profession. Right. He knew something he wasn't supposed to know. He was handling the remains. Oh, true. Yeah. Wow. How did he how did he die? I don't know the Ill, exact but... illness that killed him. Just that he became severely ill and died. Blood poisoning. I don't believe blood poisoning. It could have been. Partial blindness. <laughs> death by teeth pulling. Followed by teeth pulling, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So okay. that one that one's an interesting one. Just because it was someone that wasn't well, I don't think he was at the tomb. He may have been at the tomb. He wasn't like part of the team that originally like set foot in the tomb day one, you know. But he touched that royalty. Man, just messed and around. He paid for it. Just messed around with the wrong thing. And then you have Governor General. The hmm. then you have Sir Lee Stack, the Governor General of Sudan, who was assassinated during that time. On to be exact, on the nineteenth of November in nineteen twenty-four. While he was going through Cairo, 
Hmm. And you got a leader. He dies. Pharaoh's the leader. He's dead. Just exacting his revenge throughout the town. Yeah, that's reaching. We got we, we got we got a pharaoh on loose here. I feel like that's reaching. It is. It's it's totally coincidental, and I'll admit that. But it's still it's it's it happened in the in the same vicinity. We'll add it to the pile of bodies. Oh, yeah. I totally forgot this. This might blow it wide open for you. So on the also on the night, we're going to rewind a little bit back back to good old Herbert. He. On the night of his death, power blackout throughout all of Cairo. The night he died, boom, power out. You left that out. I did. I, I was kicking myself in the foot. I'm like, wait, no, I can't. I got to throw that in there real quick. That's yeah, interesting. He, he definitely least. got, and of course, some of it may you know be embellishing, but he definitely got the brunt of a lot of it. Yeah. First to go, dog goes, bird goes. Brother goes. Brother goes. Later. Power goes out when he dies. Just hmm. just, just the whole smorgasbord with him. And then we have more just singular. Still death, so still tragic, but not as extensively recorded as his was. What? But is there more connected? Are there more deaths somewhat connected at least? Well, there's more deaths. Of, all of the deaths have to do, except for the assassination, which I just mentioned, which is the only one that... That's the only one that doesn't have direct Outside of relation the group. to the remains, at the very least. Okay. Everything else, someone at least handled the remains. Gotcha. Yeah. Who do you say? Because King Tut is on display somewhere, right? He is. I actually have seen him. Where? Where is that at again? I should be. I, I should know, but well, I don't. I want to say it's still in. It's in Egypt at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was in eighth grade. I traveled to Chicago and actually saw the King Tut exhibit and had a ton of his artifacts, saw the sarcophagus. The thing is huge. Did not know how deep that thing was. It was huge. Did they have it all open? Uh, no. So it was, everything was like pieced out. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. But it was, it was amazing. Like just absolutely, like probably top 10 experiences in my life. It was that amazing. Well, you're a history buff too, so I am. But it was—it's just so cool. And like you—you you try to piece these things. These things happened in like the BC mm-hmm. of history. It's so like to think that we made things like that is just incredible, awesome, and out of, out of the realm of belief. Yeah, super cool. Uh, and it was—I was—and they take a lot of precaution with that stuff. Like not just in glass cases; you can't touch them. Obviously, that we couldn't even bring cameras in there. Because some of the stuff was so sensitive, the flash might have, like the papyrus, like could have harmed it. Wow. So we could not, couldn't even take Brittle. cameras in there. Gotcha. So, so, so okay, I've seen, so you've them. seen them. I'm making it so far. <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, you don't have a dog or a bird, so right. you don't really have any indicators. I didn't juggle around his. But DJ artifact. the cat is fine. DJ the cat is amazing. Thank God. DJ, DJ is my, my cat, part Maine Coon, so he is huge and Thank fluffy. God for DJ. And a little, I don't want to say sassy, that's feminine. Oh, he, he's sassy. He's a little cantankerous. He's a little cantankerous. That's another good word for it. Yeah. <laughs> so back back to the death. Back to the death. Back to the death. <laughs> on a darker note. On, on a darker note. Um, I just have a quick fact with this guy. Some of these guys were literally just checking boxes because there's not a lot of info mm-hmm. on them. So we're, we're just... 
pointing out anyone that would have been connected. Time frame. Right. Any relation. So in 1928, I believe that's six years after the discovery. Okay. Uh, man, yeah. A.C. Mace, who was a member of the excavation team, died of arsenic poisoning. Of arsenic? Of arsenic, of all things. That's not something that you find commonly. Right. That sounds like a murder. Oh, I forgot about the third brother. Don't tell me there's another... There's a, there's another another brother. Poor George and... What'd you say? Aub- Aubrey? Aubrey. Aubrey and George. Uh, so, Aubrey was, was George Herbert's half-brother. Mm-hmm. So, this brother is the full brother of Aubrey. Okay. And he died on May 26, 1929, of malaria pneumonia combo. Not just pneumonia, not Ooh, just malaria, a hitter. which is enough to kill them in their own rights. The combo. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. So he was just like, that family, you and man, all your family, gotta well, you're go. done. Which is, so, it, it's kind of the, the problem with this. So, he was just the financial backer. Yeah. Carter died at the age of 64. Ooh, ripe which, old age. Which right now sounds young to us because we're used to people dying yeah. around their early 80s, roughly. And I, and I even thought it was young at that time because all the sources were like, yeah, he died at a you know ripe old age of 64. I was like, it's not really that old. But then I checked the, the average statistics, and that's early 60s is common age. He wasn't drinking his chia smoothies every morning right. and his Wheaties. No and quinoa. Working out. No <laughs> Working out every day and... <laughs> Eating your microgreens. Yes. <laughs> okay. So he died. He lived a good life, though. Of natural causes at old age. Nothing happened to him. And he's the one that actually, like, broke in and handled everything. Natural causes, a.k.a. malaria? No. No? No. <laughs> no, this <laughs> did, is Carter. Did they, say, did they say how he died? No, of, of natural causes. Okay. Being, so no, being old. Nothing being, more specific. No. Just, oh, just, just being old. In yeah. that day and age. In that day and age, yeah. I see. I'm sure it's probably something like heart failure, which is basically just your heart stops. Yeah. Which is natural causes. Natural enough. Yeah. So Not paranormal. So nothing happened to him, and he's the guy that was like in the nitty-gritty. Yeah. And you have the financial backer, who was like in and amongst it, but he wasn't like the guy. But I guess you could also argue without him, Carter wouldn't have found it. True. And he was the one that kept it going. You know, so it's kind of like if you cut out the supplier. Maybe King Tut was biased. Maybe he had a like a, a moral standing I in it. I don't know. Maybe really Carter don't. was a good guy, and this Earl of Mona, Mona, Monavon. No. Mon- nope. <laughs> Did I just butcher it? Car- Carnivon? Car- Car- Carnivon? There we go. Maybe he was just a complete dick. Maybe he had it coming. Yeah. Him and his brother, and his other brother, too. He sounds like a very and nice kind of gentleman. Dog. What? He sounds like a nice gen- He had a three-legged dog. Like, what well, terrible person is going to put up with well, a three-legged dog? Well, why does he have dog? three legs, though? Maybe. I don't, I don't know, maybe and I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't want to know either. But, you know. So, anyway, the third unfortunate brother in this story, oh, with an unfortunate name of Mervyn Herbert. M- Mervyn Herbert? Mervyn Herbert. He died of the combo malaria pneumonia. Okay. So then we have 
Carter's personal secretary, who died on the 15th of November, 1929, in the Mayfair Club. So in a very public place, a place where aristocrats go and wealthy people go, unwind a little bit at the club, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. a life I'm not aware of. Okay. <laughs> hey, we're going we're gonna to get there. And is on. the victim so supposedly of smothering? Smothering? Yes. Like somebody suffocating them, maybe? Yeah. But you're in a public club. Like a bathhouse. Maybe it's a back room or something. Huh? I mean, I guess, but it's just, just odd. Of all the Definitely deaths. Definitely odd, yeah. Of all the deaths. Choked on air? Choked on air. Just just strange. So that's that's the major deaths that I wanted to bring up. The most notable ones. Obviously, the most strange of these is the entire Herbert Brotherhood being yeah. being killed. Yeah, poor don't you don't want to be one of them. Right. There were several others. Um, a few suicides that were odd, left odd suicide notes that that's that made it seem like they were not I won't say under a spell or anything, but like it wasn't necessarily their decision. No, that was the weird thing. It was like. It's like the curse is making me do this. It's like something drove them to it. Like, and there's one one suicide note, of, pretty much being like, "This is me taking back." Like, I'm not gonna let the curse have power over my life because all these weird things are happening. I'm gonna have some say. Huh. Yeah. Which I don't condone, and um, we're not we're not for suicide here at the Creepy Campfire Podcast. No. Seek help, please. Seek help. Whether you, whether and it's an Egyptian curse. Or whatever has you, your ailment, please seek help. There are helplines out there for a reason. Yes. Don't do it. But there it's were, not worth it. Yes. But there were a couple of those involved, and I, I just wanted to touch on them a little bit because they are often brought up. The suicide? Yes. But being that, unfortunately, they chose to do it. You can't necessarily... Right. I was looking more at things like illnesses possible assassinations unexplained stuff right things of that nature yeah so what about here right now oh i'm sorry i lied there is one more death that i wanted to bring up but i've got to find guy's name let me guess something herbert (laughs) right no i'll find his name and add it in later he was an author and was i believe in the middle of transcribing the Egyptian Book of the Dead mm-hmm. which has a, um, its obvious relation to all of this yeah he died during this this 10 years within the the, the tombs founding his house caught on fire he runs outside his family runs out his wife's like, no, no. He's like, I'll get the kids. You go back in, get your manuscript. Like, that's important. That's the life work. Go get that. So he wasn't just some manic workaholic that wanted his that's work saved before his children. Right. His wife was like, I got the kids. You go grab that. I'll meet you outside. So yeah. he goes, fights the through the fires, gets the manuscript, makes it outside, collapses immediately of smoke inhalation, and has tremendous burns all over his body. And gets more bad news when he wakes up. Wakes up to find out that both his wife and the housemaid and his child died in the fire. 
while he's laying in a hospital bed, burned to pieces. Dude's lost everything. Did he save his transcription? He did. Then he didn't lose everything. Well, just I, everything that matters. Uh, apparently, he felt that way because he died shortly afterward, not of his own hand, but it, it's the doctors say it's like his body gave up, which mm-hmm. I've heard of several times of kind of that will to live factor. If you've ever read Where the Red Fern Grows. Okay, so you haven't. Uh, oh, no, I have. Oh, you I have? have. I, who, who hasn't that was born after 1990? Like every I school. I don't, if, I don't know if it required reading. It should be. The, the Kentucky that school system real. does require it. Let me tell you. Man, that shit was sad. But, yeah, um, you'll get my illusion if you've read that book. Yes. So he finds out his world's been destroyed except for this book. Mm-hmm. And like I said, his body just kind of gives up and he dies shortly after. And the doctors all say, like, yeah, he had tremendous burns. But it wasn't life-threatening. Like, he should have lived a... I don't say normal, because I don't know the extent. Yeah, but He should have there... lived out his days. Mm-hmm. So that's unfortunate. And then there's this... It's almost like a sick, cruel joke that Carter pulled. So there's a friend of Carter... And he, he sends them a gift. Carter pulls the sickest joke I've ever heard of in my life. So Sir Bruce Ingram was a friend of, of Carter. He sends him a mummified hand from the tomb with a scarab bracelet inscribed on it that he who disturbs my remains will have fire, water, and pestilence come to him. So, for everyone that's like, yeah, Howard spread this, the curse rumor, I don't buy it at all. Because he's sitting here like, yeah, look how much this isn't a thing. I'll even send you some gifts that are cursed. Yeah. Well, so, he has this ornate paperweight now. Just a mummy's hand on his desk. No big deal. <laughs> Don't use a mummy's hand as a paperweight. Right? That's just so disrespectful. That's so creepy. That's so creepy. Well, on top of disrespectful. Man. Well, unfortunately, I don't know about the pestilence part, but the rest of it comes through. The fire? Shortly after, his house burns to the ground. And during the reconstruction of his home, a flood came and took that out. Huh. Where's the pestilence? You don't. I'm sure the amount of money he had to pay that just got washed away and burnt away. (laughs) Wow. So you don't get much more point blank than that. That's a that's a that's a pretty bad practical joke. Yeah. Some people hands like that's so and like Carter's witnessing all this stuff go down and I'm sure he's just like no that's just coincidence but I still wouldn't send someone that. Oh yeah, and he's just living his life unfazed until something sixty four. Yeah. The hundred of his years. Alright. Wow. And then there's a few other unnamed tales of that are just more kind of funny and just seem like King Tut taking a stab at people. Yeah. So <laughs> taking a stab. So <laughs> so on the flight while transporting King Tut's remains, there was a a worker on the plane to help load and unload and care for the baggage. Well, he kicks the case containing 
the I don't know if it was just the death mask, which is the, the super cool like metal that we all think of when we think of yeah mummies, mm-hmm. or if it was the entire sarcophagus. I'm not sure, but he kicks it, has a nice little laugh about it, and then after he has this little laugh about it, they land the plane. He begins to get off the plane, and the very leg he kicks the the, the remains with. He falls and breaks his leg, the very leg he kicked with. And I just think that's great. Huh. A little instant karma. Right. Like, don't 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 mess with the, with the pharaoh, man. Don't, don't mess don't with do the it. dead in general. He's killed so many people. Don't on that list. Yeah. You're tempting fate. Right. At that point. So. Okay. And that's just kind of where it's been left. We've had after that after that. It gets a lot farther along in time. Oh, oh, I forgot what might be my favorite story. You, so, sir. I, I know, I know. Get yourself in check. I, I really, it's <laughs> it's my first solo, man. That's okay. We, we You're, Let's wait till yours next week, see how that is. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Ready for that? Not, no, it'll be good. Most recent account of all the accounts. Flash forward a little bit. We have the current. Director of Antiquities of Egypt, you know, safeguarding all of, all of the keepsakes, mm-hmm. and at the time they were working with the Louvre, and they were trying to transfer these objects to France so they could display them, show them off to the world. And right around the time that this deal was was being spoke of, the director began to have nightmares for months afterward telling him that he would die a horrible death if he lets this happen that he should not let this happen or else like bad things are coming so keep it in Egypt yeah don't 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 look at them don't think about them you just leave them right where they're at so he's dodging this deal and then he's you know they're like well why can't we do it he's coming for every, coming up with every excuse in the book and then finally his bosses get to him and they're like hey man like we we gotta do this mm-hmm. for multiple reasons, but we just gotta do it. And finally, well, that would be huge in that day, yeah. Right, and and of course he's not said this because if you tell someone you're you're not doing this this huge thing off of a dream, you're gonna be laughed at. You're gonna be like, well, why do we have you in this position? We'll just fire you and bring someone in the can. Yeah, you look crazy. So finally, he but it gets to the point where he's exhausted all of his excuses he can make, and he's like, look, guys, I I just can't. And he tells them, he's like, I've been having nightmares about this. Don't do it. I'm going to die. Don't make me do this. So they just make him do it anyway? And pretty much, they're like, look, man, do it or you got to go. And finally, he breaks down and then agrees to it and lets them, lets them take their remains. On his walk out of that building. Nice day. Streets are quiet. Just an average day in Egypt. Goes across the street, boom, ran over, dead. Five minutes after agreeing to this. Hmm. Well, that's. I would probably say the strange of them, of all the deaths, including in, you know surrounding. Yeah. Huh. Ran over, eh? Ran over. Car was never found. Hit and run. Of course it was. 
Wow. Who put that speed bump there? People have always been terrible drivers. That's that's crazy, though. Yeah. So, lots of deaths surrounding this one occurrence. Sounds like a lot of coincidence. Could be something more tempting fate. Playing with forces you're not supposed to. But it's it's calmed down as of late. I mean, when you said that was the most recent story, when was that? Ugh. When did that take place? Oh, yeah, I have no idea. Okay. So. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I, it's 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 so lost. it's been it's been it's been it's been not not so uh, reoccurring as of late. Right. Okay. So maybe King Tut's spirit. Which by this point, everyone who disturbed the tomb is dead whether mm-hmm. it be curse or otherwise so that is a factor gotcha now he's just all being displayed everywhere just chilling chilling being looked at by eighth graders in chicago yeah <laughs> yeah it was a while ago eighth grade man um we're not okay. old but we're getting getting grown so so how do you feel about it? Do you think that you think that that has some? Um... I think there's something to it. I think that. So my thing with this whole podcast, as we're gonna look at events that have a lot of crap on them, a lot of embellished stories, a lot of people that just want to be a part of it, so they make something up. A lot of lore. A lot of lore. But if just one piece. Of anything we talk about is true. That's ridiculous. It's it's out, it's insane because like it it proves like all you need is one action that's directly that's definitively linked. provable. Yeah, yeah. That's all it takes. Of like an of an alien landing of the twenty people that make up stories. If only one of those stories are true, one story is true of aliens showing up on Earth. Yeah. Of all of these deaths and weird occurrences with this curse, if only one of them was true, there was a Pharaoh's curse. That you could that you could actually make the correlation. Yeah. But, which for me, right now it's all circumstantial. For me, the mo- the ones that stick out the most is George Herbert. Definitely, and his family. And his family, mostly him. But yeah, especially. Especially Aubrey. But Herbert, the mummified hand, mm-hmm. that one really throws me for a loop. And and this this poor the curator. Director, director of Antiquities. Not curator, director. Yes. Yeah, I mean, those are pretty brutal. Brutal ways to go, and I think, if well, I think Aubrey definitely had the brutal card. Oh, yeah. The teeth being pulled. Oh, yeah. Now that's just unfortunate. I mean, I, I, I wanna hope he was was um, put under for his operation, but it's the twenties. Oh my god! So, yeah, Novocaine's not gonna. None of that's gonna cure your blindness, though. No, none of it. So, so overall, how do you how do you feel about King Tut's curse? Uh, I feel like you got to be careful messing with. Old graves. Um, I don't know specifically if if the curse is real. 
Uh, I would do nothing of the sort to offend. Like, I wouldn't, I'm not going to go around kicking a sarcophagus, like, sarcophagus. So you think there's a chance? Because if you thought there was no chance, you, would, you wouldn't care. You would be like the dude on the plane that just kicked it and was like, heh, what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I mean, for the sake of me doubting my own doubts, <laughs> there's, and, and not wanting to be just a dick to the dead, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go and kick a sarcophagus full of remains just right. to, just for the hell of it but so yeah i mean i'm sure there's there's a chance i mean there's a chance that some of the alien sightings have been real there's a chance that uh, some of the a lot of the things that are unexplainable can be explained so mm-hmm. we're gonna get there but king tut specifically i'm not gonna mess with you i'm gonna leave you alone Leave it be. Leave it be? Yeah. Don't want that juju? Don't want that juju. I'll mm-hmm. come and examine you in a museum. Okay, I was about to say, because the x-ray technician, radiologist, he bit oh, the dust, too. No, I'm not going to x-ray him. That's for sure. Just but I'll look at him. I'll come check out his cool case. There his you go. His cool dead case. Right. Uh, that, that, his that death pimp mask. pimp coffin. That pimp and coffin. Covered in gold. But yeah, that's about as far as I'll go. All right. I'm all in. I'm putting my chips all in on this one. That it's real? I think, yeah. Okay. Well, I can't fault you. I that's mean, I've not even examined the... I haven't seen the sarcophagus or anything like that before you have. And not, not that that means anything, but you've done more study on this and I'm coming into it fresh. And as a as an impartial observer, I'm going to say I don't think that it's real, that it's coincidence, but maybe. Maybe. Could be. Wouldn't chance it by disrespecting him. I'll take a maybe. That's for sure. That's good enough. Okay, I think I think that wraps up King Tut. That's it? I think that's that. Okay. Episode two, we made it too deep. That was some good, um, some good, some good stories. Some yeah, good uh, correlations. There's there. more, and I could expand on it for sure. But then this would probably be like a three-episode part. Yeah, and we're just starting out, so we gotta. We're touching on stuff. Right we gotta now. hook you guys in. Yeah. Before we do these long haul episodes. Mm-hmm. So. But I really enjoyed it. I highly encourage anyone to look more into it because. Even if you think it's bogus, it's still kind of a fun thing, and it's history, no matter what. Well, yeah, even just to learn about King Tut himself. I mean, yeah. not just in death, but in I'd life, never heard cool. about his dad before this. I'd only heard about him. Yeah, no, same here. So, I didn't well, know. I mean, I knew he had a dad, but I didn't know. Yeah. Do you, what do you do? You know what you have in store for us next episode? Uh, it's a toss-up. I'm I'm trying. I don't know if I want to save. Because I'm going to go real hard on that episode, but I I can't wait to If it's do... the one I think you're thinking of that we got a suggestion for. No, not yet. Okay, I was like, I think you need to save that one. I'm going to save that because it was too close to last week's, but... Or last episode. Uh, I really can't wait to get to the whole um, body-switching death of uh, Paul McCartney. 
and the Beatles I looked into oh, a oh. lot in high school. Death switching. I, I don't, oh, you just the the double that came afterward. The double. Okay, yeah. so I was thinking there's like, like Paul McCartney hopped into someone else's body. No, 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 no. Okay, no, just the, the double, and all of the potential that was wrapped into that. I got yeah. way, way into that in high school, and that's like probably my favorite little, uh, what you call it, um, urban legend. Mm-hmm. So is that is that the one you're doing, or are you, are you thinking about that one? Thinking about that. I don't want to. I don't want to go too crazy on it just yet. So. There's potential for, for other things, and I know that we got a um, a request as to or a response to one to last week's episode, um, as far as like a request to, for lucid dreaming. Was, lucid dreaming. Mm-hmm. And again, I lucid dreaming kind of wrapped into what we did last time, but uh, definitely appreciate any responses. And we well, that's are, definitely happening. Yeah, no, it's gonna the happen. only reason it's not happening is mm-hmm. because it's so close to last week's episode. Yes, yeah, so we'll definitely get there. Oh yeah. Um, so to that listener, don't worry, you are being heard. Yes, and to all other listeners, all potential listeners, uh, definitely thrive on feedback and will take any suggestions. Yes, so. any anything you guys got, just just send it on over. Like we. If you just want to talk to us about the show, mm-hmm. uh, if you just want to say hi, if you want to send in any personal experiences, ghost stories, I saw a UFO, Bigfoot slapped me while I was camping, like yeah. a- anything. Any case that we're unaware of, we can include it. Just don't be shy. Yeah, we want to hear from you. And, and any future topics you want to talk about, all of that. And you can reach us at creepycampfirepodcast at gmail.com. And one more time, that's creepycampfirepodcast at gmail.com. There's also a companion blog to the site that will be posting any pictures, any any videos that we use, any sources that we've used, and that's going to be at creepycampfirepodcast.weebly, that's W-E-E-B-L-Y dot com, creepycampfirepodcast.weebly.com. Mm-hmm. Okay, so next next week it's kind of up in there as far as it's a surprise. Excuse it's me, a surprise, it's a surprise we'll as to what the episode. Yeah. But it will be be Jordan hosting that one. I'll be getting back, just putting my feed feed back in on that Ooh, one. Ooh, pressure's on. Yeah. So, is there anything anything you want to say to the listeners before we sign off? This is a lot of fun, guys. Yeah. We're. Uh, uh, I'm down to do this for a while. We're glad to make this happen. Um. But it takes us knowing that we're that we're doing this for a reason too. We're not just talking to ourselves right. here. No, totally. Don't want to. I mean, we could, we we I already mean, do that. that. But exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Which reminds me, if you would like to help the show at all, just please share it as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Share the links on social media. Spread the word. Tell a friend. That's that's the biggest thing that can help. Just just to spread the word for people that need something for like their work commute or for like me. I love listening to podcasts while I work outside all day. Oh yeah. So just just share the word. We really appreciate it. We, I know we're still getting our bearings here, but yeah. Any and you know, whether you, whether you share the word, whether you want to be our number one fan, we just appreciate anyone listening. It's all love. We appreciate it. Hey, everybody. From the from from the big contributors down to the little guy, yeah, all our favorite. <laughs> um, well, I think that that that's a wrap for this one, right? I think it is. So until next time, listeners, stay, stay toasty. toasty.